Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pre-Med Uncultured, episode six. We're going to be talking about finding a balance. So jumping right into it, we all have the goal of an admission into a medical school. It's on the horizon. That's our focus. Um, But how are we taking the necessary steps to make sure that you're still you at the end of it, you know, that you're not being altered by the system and pushed into being a cookie cutter person? Yeah, Kate, I, I can't. I can't agree more, right? It's the idea of let's not get, what would I say, lost in the sauce of that the jargon that they use. And so, um, and I, I think that Kate and I have had just such great conversation. We're excited for even our podcast today. As we know, so many of us were balancing this idea of we've got school, community work, lab hours, you got friends, family, um, relationships, sleep, nutrition, all these things, right? And I think that oftentimes, Kate, when I look back at undergrad Chuka, right? And I was, I was doing, I was doing everything and everything. And this idea of, you know, you and my mom used to always talk about like, you know, when you have, so when you're doing so many things, right. And you you continually fill up this plate, certain things are going to fall off. Right. And I think that it's, we have to be very careful about making sure that the things that are giving us energy, the things that are inspiring us, the things that are our internal motivations, right. Do not fall off the plate in, in, in place of the things that are not as important. And so, um, just even Kate, like, what are your, what have, what have been some of your experiences, right, with this idea of trying to balance? Well, being a student athlete, um, we had more than just the regular students played. Um, we were representing our school, representing ourselves and our team. Um, we were going on away trips and missing classes. So my idea of you know balance was just get through it, put your head down and get through it. Looking back on it. I think if I was more strategic and was more aware of what was important to me and what my goals were, I wouldn't have been struggling as much and I wouldn't have been as overwhelmed and just, you know, let's just get to the finish line and hope I hope I'm whole at the end of it. Um, and I think that my like my life in the BMP, it's it's just as busy as I was when I was an undergrad. But I have the tools, I have the understanding of what my goals are and what prioritizing my time is. So just to transition into the next point, prioritizing your time. You have 24 hours in a day, you have seven days in a week, you know, you have this all this time and it can feel overwhelming. It can feel scary and like there's not enough to do and you have all of this, you know, all of these checkpoints you need to get to in order to get to that admissions. But if you sit down each week or each month and have your goals and have your top five that we'll talk about, and make a real image of what your peak performance looks like for that point. So let's say your number one priority is your school if you're an undergrad. You want to get straight A's, maybe a B. What does that look like? And how can you make sure you're achieving that goal? I want to set aside two hours to study each night. Or I want to go to office hours. I'm going to put that in my phone and have that be part of my class schedule is going to office hours. I want to have a tutor, etc. And go down like what your top five is. If it's community work, I want to have five hours. I want to do one hour a week. You know, whatever it is, you can have those goals in front of you and checkpoints so it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I need 200 hours of community service to get into medical school. How am I going to get 200 hours? Leave the 200 hours for the end. Focus on the first hour. Oh my God, I need to be published. Why do you need to be published in this moment? How are you going to be published right now if you haven't done the necessary steps to get into the lab and get the work done? You know, set up these stepping stones, as we'll call them, 
so that you're not looking up at the big mountain. You're looking at the three or four steps in front of you. Oh, there's a big rock. Just take one step over the big rock and look for the next one. Like it doesn't have to be this big, overwhelming sensation of a million and one things to do with your big plate. You're in control of your plate. You're in control of what's on it and you can prioritize it. I can't, I can't agree more. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, as I get retrospective, right, looking at the chapter that I'm in now, right, and I look back, right, I think that, you know, so many of our listeners right now are maybe in a, be in a place where um, they're, they're, we're continuing to pursue after this thing we call medicine, this career in medicine, right? But, you know, the best piece of advice I ever got was um from a from a mentor right it was not even it was not even a it was like a spiritual mentor right and they told me you can just one day at a time it's a it's a it's, a, it's the idea of one degree more we do one thing small different right we add one thing or you focus on one task right that builds to the bigger picture right and even for me um i feel i'm I'm such a big picture thinker right and i used to i used to be like you know what you got my goal right like even this semester right? we're starting this new semester in our master's program right my goal is like, let me, I just want to get all A's, right? That's my, that's my goal, right? But then I look back and I'm like, how do you, what steps can you take to achieve that, right? The idea of, hey, Mick, are you, are you reading the textbook um, before you go to class? Are you looking at the slides before you go to class? Are you reviewing every day, right? And that small thing is going to prepare you to do well on that one quiz. That one quiz is going to help you do better on that one test. That one test is going to help you do better on the midterm. That midterm is going to help you do, do better on the final. And that final is going to be able to help you get that grade that you're desiring. And that grade that you're desiring will be able to perpetuate and to, uh, to a multitude of other things, right? It's the same the idea of, as I'm thinking about all the people right now who are like, hey, I want, I want to do all my MCAT, right? And it's that idea of like, hey, I want this score, right? It's like, hey, when you study this one car skill, right? When you learn how to, to read faster or look or read the questions better, when you're able to study this, this, this sort of section of content, in, in, in um, chem phys or bio biochem, right? Whatever that may be, right? It's that one small thing you're doing that's going to get you to your larger goal, right? And I, the, I, the idea of smelling the roses along the journey, right? And not just being so focused on getting to the mountaintop, right? But the small milestones as we do to get there. I think that's so important. I think that's something that I've had to continually remind myself, right? Because otherwise we get burnt out, right? And I think that's one thing that happened to me even it was like i think i'd hustled for so long right in undergrad where i had finished up in three years but i, just, I was like go 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 friends i got to the end i was like yo i am i'm birth remember when i finished doing my mcat and finished graduating right from undergrad i took like two and a half months and i just didn't do anything <laughs> it was literally me in my house watching netflix all day right because it came to a point where i was like this is i just it was, I was so exhausted and it really taught me that sometimes when we go, go, go and we don't rest and we don't focus on the small things, um, burnout in, in exhaustion is, is real. Yeah. And the burnout, you know, it's not something that you need to be afraid of. It's something that, you know, you can, you can be aware of, but there's lots of things you can do to prevent it and sitting down and feeling accomplished and feeling like you've done something you know, if you ever sit there and you're like, oh my God, I'm so far away from what I want to do. You are closer to that goal than you were yesterday or last week. And you need to acknowledge that because what what's really going to help you is feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm enough. 
I am taking the necessary steps today to be who I want to be tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Because if you have your head down, like Chuka and I did, where, you know, all you're trying to do is get to the end, you're not going to be able to look at it in such a, you know, oh, I developed and I learned and I had all these wonderful experiences that I now can reflect on. You're going to be like, I was exhausted. Let's turn on Netflix, like Chuka said. So taking a moment to appreciate yourself and appreciate who you were yesterday and in this moment and the, and the gradual change that you've made and the effort you're putting into yourself and the long-suffering nature of medicine, it's going to keep you going. And even if it's something like, I did better on this test. Did I get Did I get the grade I wanted? Maybe not. But like I did better and gradually you're going to be doing better. So share your successes with others. Share it with yourself. Keep a little log of all the things you want to do and the things you've accomplished. And then when you're feeling those that doubt and that inner critic, you know, kind of attacking you and saying, what are you doing? You're not enough. You need to be doing more. You have something tangible and real to look at and tell those voices to, to you know, be quiet. And, you know, things do fall off. Things like for the lack of a better word, shit happens. You're not always going to be in control of everything. So transitioning into the next point, what's in your locus of control? You know, what are you actually able to hold in your hands and what is useless in worrying about? Um, and so let's talk about, you know, all of the things that happen when you're young, even if you're older, breakups, bad grades, you got fired, you got rejected. These negative things, these these things that kind of push us a step back from our goal. You know, who are you when these things are happening? Are these things attacking your goal of going to medical school or are they attacking you as a person? Are they attacking, you know, yourself in this moment? Are they attacking the person you were before or in the future? Um, And like, how is this affecting your idea of yourself? Um, So for example, I went through a breakup um, pretty much right when finals was happening. And I had a great excuse to not do well in the last bit of the year. I was crying myself to sleep, feeling really bad about myself, feeling like I put everything into school. And the one thing I really was looking forward to for break is now gone. You know, I don't get to see my boyfriend. I don't get to be with his family because we are over. And it was really hard for me to even want to go to class, to even want to study. Um, but I was asking myself, who am I in this moment? Am I someone who's going to let this horrible thing affect me in the future? Or am I going to let this horrible thing affect me now? And can I put it in a box? And putting things in boxes, it's not about suppressing those feelings. It's not about disregarding them or pushing them down. It's about putting them and compartmentalizing them into something that's tangible that you can put away so that you can focus on the things that you can control. I couldn't control in that moment that I was crying and that I was sad and I missed my boyfriend. I wasn't going to feel relief from that for a long time. I put it in a box. I put it over to the side. I tried, you know, my best to leave it there. And I went to focus on my school and my work and my friends. And then when I felt like I had the time and the energy to reassess those feelings, I brought it back out. But to have an excuse and to have a reason to not do well, it's great. It's wonderful. But is it helping you? Is it really going to get you where you need to be? And how are you learning to deal with the bad things? And the same thing goes for a bad grade. 
you know, you can say, oh, I'm done with this class. I'm going to drop it. I'm withdrawing. I'm sick of this. Or can you accept the fact that it happened and take that next step forward to do better next time? Because an excuse is not going to get you into medical school. An excuse is not going to get you a job in a lab. And excuses are not going to work when you're a doctor. And that's really what we're trying to build to is to be a physician and to act like a physician that's still you at the end of the day. Hey, y'all, I'm telling you, Sister Kate came with the gospel. I'm telling you, I think, Kate, you you talked about so many interesting things. And I think it's this idea of we often under, there there are certain aspects of our characteristics. There are certain aspects of our personality, of of our inner, of our inner nature that we can only discover when we are put through hard times, put through tough challenges, right? And that idea of of you, Kate, right? And I thank you for your vulnerability tip for the, to our community and podcast community for, for sharing your 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 recent your recent experiences, right? And and, and even as I as you were sharing that, I was just thinking about, you know, we all have those moments, right? And I'm thinking about when I really figured out, hey, Chuk, I want to do this thing, my passion for medicine. My passion for medicine came through a very traumatic experience with my own family, right? And I remember this experience happened literally, oh y'all, I can't even get like, two days before. My Gen Chem mo, my Gen Chem two final, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, "Yo, like I've got a family in the hospital. I'm studying like little what they call equilibrium constant ratios in 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 the ER, and I'm like, this is not this is not what was supposed to happen, right? And that idea of I write like, are you going to let this moment break you, or are you going to overcome this moment, right? And I think that and there was a past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior, right? If, if you're willing to, to to sort of to give yourself um, leniency and say, you know what, oh, I'm going to blame it on something else. If you're willing to diffuse that responsibility onto something else, right, then it's going to be the likelihood that you do that again is also going to increase, right? And, and also, I think within that, on the, same, on the opposite side of that same coin, right, this, Kate also talked about a very important point, and I hope that our listeners and even myself remind ourselves of this, right, this idea of, self-compassion. Um, and I think that we as pre-meds, right, we're so driven, right? We're all driven because we're, we've chosen, we've we felt called in some some way or some form or mode to this field, right? And we're go-getters. But we also have to give ourselves compassion because oftentimes, right, I, I remember in undergrad and even now, right, I'll hear people, oh, somebody got an interview at this school or somebody's got into this school or somebody got a publication here or somebody's working with this company or somebody's going on somewhere here, right? And I'm always feeling like, Chuka, you're not doing enough. Chuka, why, why are you so lazy? Chuka, why aren't you doing this? Why are they, they don't have two heads, right? Why can't you do that, right? And the, and I have to remind myself, Chuka, well, are you doing the best that you can do, right? And that's a very important lesson. And even I think that, Kate, I don't know, if this, is, this is not even where we're going to go, but I feel like this is important even talking about this, this idea of your best is your best. I'm going to say it one more time. Your best is your best, right? Your best is not somebody else's best, right? And I think that's something that was really hard for me to, to really to understand. I was like, well, why, why when they study that much, um, do they get this grade? Or why when they put this amount of effort, do they get whatever result or outcome? But I recognize that you go, as long as I put my best foot forward. And, and, and sometimes that might not be quote unquote the A, right? Like, I'm just gonna be real. Like, I'm gonna say, it. you y'all, I'm gonna be out of pocket, but some of y'all might not hate me when I say this. But in organic chemistry, right, especially organic chemistry too, right, there were days and there were times like I was like, I, I gave my best and my best was not an A. And that's just real, 
right? On some tasks, like I gave, I would be sitting for hours upon hours, right? Fisher asked for cases, right? Y'all, some of y'all be like, did he just say that on this podcast? Yeah, I just did, right? And I used to be studying those things left, right, and center, but I could not get it right. Like, and and I, I, I never had that exam, right? I took the exam, didn't do well on it, but I was like, Chuka, did you give this everything you had, right? And I did. And that gives, that gives me another segue to talk about when things fall off, when things do not go right, are you willing to reassess, right? And are you willing to, to reassess um, truly and, and, and sort of un, un, unbiased, right? Give, give yourself a true grade on your on how you did, right? There are days, right, y'all, I'm going to be real, where I, I get a grade on a test that I didn't do well on. I'm like, well, bro, that was on you because you didn't study. You were busy watching Emily Paris on Netflix and you didn't study for that exam, right? And that's on you. But then also times I'm like, what you get, you gave it the best you had. And that is that. And now going forward, right? How do you reassess, right? Okay, Chuka, if this was your best or this was not your best, what can you do next time to optimize or get the results that you're seeking, right? Let me give you all a practical example. Some of y'all may be in biochem right now or organic chemistry, and you didn't do well on, the, do well on an exam, right? And you're like, Chuka, I spent so much time. Um, the, I spent so much time the week before studying for the exam. I don't know I didn't do well. Well, a, a possible explanation would be like, hey, hey, in the future, let me go every week to the professor's office hours to make sure I understand the content fully, right? Or, hey, maybe do I need to change how I'm taking notes, right? This idea, this idea of idea of being, how can we be a dynamic, right? You have to be able to to uh, to, to alter, to, to, to make shifts, to make change, to learn new strategies. That's what we're going to be doing as physicians, right? We're going to have to be keeping up with the new research because if they're practicing infectious disease, like they were in the seven in 1976, as they are in 2023, we'll be in it. We would have serious issues, right? And so I think that idea of being being your being a self critic, right? Of being a compassionate self critic is very very important. Yeah, that's uh, everything. Like so so important. And I think that this sense of being able to reassess it goes back to like this competency of adaptability and resilience. And you can really tell a great story of your struggles and how you've overcome them in in a medical school application or in an interview if you're able to reassess these things and able to sit down and go, all right, if I was in a meeting with myself, what would their performance review be? And like Chuka said, to be honest and to sit down and go, well, I didn't study as much. I went out. You know, I, I tried to enjoy my weekend and then I had an exam on Monday and I bombed it. That doesn't mean that you made a mistake. It doesn't mean that you need to be punished or that you need to be down on yourself. It means that, you know, next time, maybe don't do that. And there's no need to feel shame or to feel like self-doubt. But like, if you are feeling those feelings, there's they're there for a reason. And it's not supposed to push you further down. It's supposed to lift you further up and to prepare you for the next experience that you're about to have. And I know... I mean, again, I'm going to go into a wonderful little story. Um, I actually got like let go from a volunteering position in a lab. Um, I was supposed to be coming in for five hours a week to do genotyping. Um, I got trained. I, you know, took about 20 hours of training on genotyping and um, the postdoc was giving me their time and their energy to teach me how to do this. And, you know, I was still in season and I, you know, I told them I can, I can handle five hours. I can handle five hours. I'm good. You don't need to, you don't need to worry. I'll be there. And I remember we traveled back to back to back. So we were gone for, I think, 10 days straight and then another five days. 
and I was behind on school. I was behind on lectures. I was, you know, exhausted and jet lagged and I completely forgot. Didn't update my lab, didn't say anything to them. And the next time I came in, I sat down at the desk and I had the postdoc and the PI there just walked in and said, um, you don't need to do that. Uh, while you were gone, we trained someone else. So you're good. And me sitting down, I think I was a sophomore, um, freshly 19, 20 years old, my first lab job. I sat down and blood drained from my face, so embarrassed. And they said, you're good. You don't need to be here. And that was probably one of the most, not just embarrassing moments of my life, but just like sitting down and having the realization that I had failed at something and that I was no longer trusted or welcome in an area and that I felt like I had wasted those people's time by them trusting me and believing in me that I can get this done. Walked right back up the hill, cried, and I was like, well, they're not wrong. I wasn't doing the work. I wasn't there. I wasn't following up on my side of the deal. You know, they have every reason in the world to say, you know, we're, we're good. We're good. You're fine. Leave. We don't need you. You're not doing the job. We don't need you. So that was, I mean, humiliating and horrible. But, you know, I emailed another lab and I said, hi, I can, I can, I know how to genotype. I was trained. I can give you two hours a week. And I knew that that I, I, I was lying to myself in the past. I was lying to that PI and that postdoc saying I could do five hours. So while I was embarrassed and while I was feeling down on myself, it was a wonderful learning experience and I stuff was falling off my plate. I picked up whatever I could fill back on and I left whatever was left. I left half that pumpkin pie on the floor. I said, I don't need that pumpkin pie. I'm good. I got my steak, my meat and my potatoes and I got my half a slice of pumpkin pie and that's all I can do. That's all I can handle. So you can feel bad and you can feel sad and you can feel embarrassed but change. And mm. that type of resilience is something that's going to happen to you in medical school. It's going to happen to you when you're a physician. You're going to get knocked down. And if you think that the 10 years of education that you just did and the, you know, all of your residency hours and all of your fellowship hours are not going to set you up to fail and then succeed and try again, you're wrong. So why don't you practice now? Fail and try again. Because your failures and your successes don't define you. At the end of the day, they're going to guide you and they're going to help you get where you need to be. Hey, um, thank you. Thank I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here, y'all. I'm not even capping. I'm sitting here taking notes right now because <laughs> I think that you just said so many important things, right? And this idea of, of resilience, right? And I don't know who is listening right now, but I feel like there are certain people right now, whether you, you're in a hard class, whether you're studying for your MCAT, whether you're reapply, getting ready to reapply, the conditions in your life right now are ripe for resilience, right? The the the, the water, the the environment is is encouraging you to take your hard experiences and utilize them to motivate, guide, and um, and sort of direct you right now. And I think that's so important. But even I think hey, you also talk about this idea of when your plate gets full, what do you do? I'm gonna say it one more time: when your plate gets full. What do you do? There are there have been experiences. There, there are people and there have been experiences in my own life where I'm like, ah, I'll make I'll find a bigger plate, right? But the yes, recognize the plate is limited, right? Our time is limited. Time is not ubiquitous, but rather limited, right? And I remember this happened to me sort of this was this was sophomore year of same, same as K actually, sophomore year of 
of college, I was working in a lab. I was working, shout out to Dr. Ding at MTSC. I was working in her lab and, and she pretty much wanted everybody to put about like 15 hours in, right? And I was not really putting as much time as everybody else in. And she just came in and she said, are you in or are you out? Right? And I was like, and mine should very, very quiet, nice, not very confrontational. She said, Chuka, are you in or are you out? Right? And in that moment, I had to recognize like, oh, Chuka, the play is saying something's going to fall off. What's it going to be? And, um, and I said, hey, I'm in. And what that required me to do was say yes to that, but say no to other things. It required me saying yes to research. But yeah, but yeah, I told my friends, yeah, I can't go out on Friday night. I'll time it with you all again. It's saying, it was saying yes to research, but saying, hey, you know what? I'm already involved in so many um, clubs, um, outside, and extracurricular clubs and school clubs. And I'm in a leadership position in so many of them. You know what? Hey, I'm just not going to be a part of this club anymore. I'm going to be a regular member, but I, don't, I, can't, I can't have a leadership position here. It was saying Yes to the yes, yes to research, but hey, I'm gonna have to tell my boss at work, my outside job thing, hey, I'm gonna have to work a little bit less because school's gonna require more time of me, right? Are you willing to have those difficult conversations, right? And it's about understanding it's not it's not doing it for other people, but doing it for yourself, doing it for what's important to you, right? We cannot seek to please everybody, right? And, and I, I won't even I won't even delve into a, a recent example of that in my own life, but like this idea of you have to put you first, right? Self care. Um, is so important and self-compassion is so important because when you are full, when you are when you are thriving, then you can pour into others, right? And I think that's a very important um, thing to understand. And in in case again, I just hope our listeners and our audience have really taken taken so much away from this, right? And, and I think the question I ask is when when the plate is full, what do you do? But then also, my question is, what do you do as you're holding the plate, right? If we're going to continue with that metaphor, how do you find joy? How do you engage in activities that give you energy? I, I once heard it from a mentor saying, Chuka, seek to work, work, seek to work from rest, not to rest, right? This idea of what what are what, what activities are you doing that are taking your battery from zero to a hundred rather than a hundred to zero, right? And Kate, what is your advice even for, for viewers and audience? What are activities that you even do in your own life, right? That give you energy and give you this ability to feed and pour into others. Right. I think, honestly, one thing that I find a lot of, you know, rest and, you know, relaxation is, is just taking care of myself and my body. I am the type of person now that needs a full eight hours of sleep. I'm 23. I feel like poo-poo if I don't sleep a full eight hours. And if I don't eat three square meals a day, if I don't exercise, and if I'm not taking my multivitamins, you know, Having your body and your vessel that holds you and everything that you're able to do and being able to give back to it, because technically you're using your body, you're using your mind every day. What are you doing to give back to it and to give it that rest and give it that time? Um, So something that I do is, you know, exercise, I cook my meals, you know, I take that time. But if that's not your thing, I really recommend finding a hobby that you can do that you do not even associate medicine. You don't associate work with, you don't associate anything with. It could be with your friends. It could be by yourself. It could be with your animal, your family. And do something that you are just completely enraptured in. You are not thinking about school. You're not thinking about the MCAT. You're not thinking about your essays. You're not thinking about anything. And give yourself that mini vacation and it'll give you that rest and that R&R that you really deserve. And I'm going to say that again. You deserve rest. You work your butt off. You are doing everything in your power to be the best person, to be the best student, the best researcher, the best 
future physician that you can. So to give yourself that time to really just sit with yourself and be yourself in that moment. And it could be meditative. It could be, you know, you're listening to music. You could be in pitch black, quiet. I don't care. But to bring your mind to who you are right now and just be. Not do, not think, just be. Um, and do something for you. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, that should be your priority is yourself. So if you're miserable and you're hating your life, and I know we hear all these stories about med students hating everything and they're so miserable, that is under your control. I know things happen. We talked about that. I know that, you know, there's a million and one things to do, but if you're miserable, reassess why and try to give yourself some joy. Give yourself that compassion and that peace and that rest. And you deserve to be happy. Physicians don't need to be sad. Physicians don't need to be burnt out. We can be energized and we can be joyous and we need to be those things for the people who are sick and unwell. We need to be their beacon of light at the end of the day and give them the energy and the power that they need to get better. And Kate, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think that as you're talking, right, I think that that idea of finding a hobby you all is so important. Finding something that gives you energy. Like for me, my my personal hobby, right, is I, I do stand up comedy. Right, comedy is a way I, I can say crazy stuff in my comedy journal. I can go and work out on a stage, right, and and that idea of laughter allows me to escape the moment of whatever emotion I'm feeling, right, and feel something else. Um, but also like the, I have so many people talk to me, like see this thing on the street, and they're like, or and I'll see them laying the back too. I don't want to talk to you. So you were just you had your headphones in and you're in your zone. And I'm like, there are days that is like I got my I've got my Jasmine Sullivan or Lucky Day on, right? And or my Thames on, and I'm just jamming, right? Or I'm just getting in the zone. I think that is so important. Give yourself compassion, give yourself rest because you deserve it. Just like Kate said, and, and even another thing to even go off what Kate said is check in on somebody um that that's in your circle, right? And ask them and, and encourage them as you encourage yourself for you all to find rest together. Right to, to to find balance, you know. I think when you when you're in a group and, and everybody's encouraging one another to do things that give them that they're passionate about and that that renew them and revitalize them, I think that is such a gift. And I think that is what this whole pre and culture community is about. As we're as we're moving to this goal, as we're, we're taking these one gradual steps to becoming part of the, the field of medicine, right? Um, it's about how can we hold one another? How can we climb the slide together? How can we check in on one another? Yeah. Well, that's all the 30 minutes we have for today. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that you take some of this information and, you know, adopt it into your lifestyle. And remember, find the joy, keep your plate, keep the food that you want, let the rest of it fall off. And we're sh- we should be having fun, right, Chuka? We're all having fun. Exactly. Always. We'll see you all in the next one. Stay up. Be well. <laughs>